0: Hey, we're in a series of lessons on Sunday morning called the book of James We're looking at this entire uh, entire book really not going line by line or verse by verse But really looking at some key points that I think that we can kind of just delve into and sink our teeth into uh, Man, James is uh, again by way of reminder. He is the half-brother of the Lord If you will and he lived throughout a you know pretty tumultuous time after Jesus was resurrected from the dead and and they didn't know Exactly what was going to happen and, and James was actually key in organizing the church and he actually Actually, in Acts chapter 15, uh, it seems like James is in Jerusalem, and he he is actually the pastor of all these guys, Silas and and Paul and Peter, and so he had just great administrative, uh, uh, teaching ability and great leadership ability, and he actually wrote a book, and it's five chapters, and we've got it, you know, in our Bible, the the holy canon of scriptures, if you will, uh, that we can read a couple thousand years later, and so he's talking about some real practical things, but have how many know the practical, the natural, and the supernatural, the natural and the spiritual really just kind of mesh together. Uh, They're they're not, you know, we think they're so separate, but but we can just see some very practical things that we need to do. We need to have uh, uh, working in our lives to get the spiritual benefit like what we just uh, read from the Bible, even something that Kimberly just said a moment ago uh, during worship. You know, something very natural, shouting and just lifting your voice to God causes something supernatural to happen in your life. And, And you need to tap into that. You need to tap into that. You know, nobody can shout for you. Nobody can praise God for you. So if you're going to see a victory, you got to get victory over your own self, over your own inhibitions, over your own feelings or emotions, over your, you know, I just came to realize it don't make no difference what I think. When I read the Bible and I got to wrap my head around what God thinks and what he likes, then I got to say, if that's what you like, that's what I'm going to do. Come on, how many of y'all been married and you brought your wife or you brought your husband something that you wanted to give them, but they didn't want to receive it? I just think you need this. Like, no, nah, I didn't want that for Christmas. I mean, how many of you know that's just a bad rest of the year right there? So, so you want to give them a gift that they want. So we want to bring to God something that He appreciates and He's going to work with and we're going to have benefit from it too. And one of those things is just worship and shouting and all that kind of thing. So uh, that, that's aside. But anyway, we're back here to James. We, we found our way uh, uh, up until chapter 3. So what we want to do is we want to look at a ton of scripture today again. I, I, the Word of God has changed my life and I, hopefully it's changing your life. So we want to encourage you. Read the book of James. Go ahead and just meditate in it like Kimberly said earlier. Get the word Word of God working in your heart and life, and you're going to have a, a head up on where we're going to be going in, in, in the weeks ahead. Today, let's just talk about this key as we look at the book of James in this, I think, fifth installment, me and my big mouth. Come on. Can you look at your neighbor and just say, me and my big mouth? Come on, me me and my big... Anybody besides me, your mouth has gotten you in trouble more, more than just one time? Anybody, anybody said something, you went back and just said, I wish I could take those words back? Anybody been in the heated moment and you said more than you think you should have said Come on. Anybody anybody been in that been in that conversation with the loved one and you went You just need to shut up right now and you didn't only think it you said it come on somebody And and, and how many know that didn't turn out too good, right? Uh, So james is going to have a lot to say in this portion. We're going to read today about our mouth And and so I want to encourage you Uh, everybody is in the same boat me and everybody you think is so super holy Uh, no matter who it is. We're all fighting this same battle So let's read and let's find some stuff how we can win this battle of our mouth and we can come on somebody see a victory Come on, everybody say amen. Let's read a bunch of scripture. James chapter 3 Starting in verse 2. I'll read from the new living translation indeed, we all make many mistakes We could just stop, fold up your Bible, put up your phone, put it in your pocket, go home and say, all right, church has been good today. (laughs) For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. Notice, we would be perfect. We would be complete. It means reach maturity. We would be full grown in our faith if we could control our tongue. And if we could control our tongue, we could control our life in every other way. We can make a a large horse go wherever it wants by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. But a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. For it is set on fire, he goes verse 6, he says the same thing again almost. And all among the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It's a whole world of wickedness, corrupting the entire body. It can set your whole life on fire. For it is set on fire by hell itself. My Lord. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It's restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father and sometimes it curses those who've been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out from both fresh and bitter water? Does a fig produce olives or does a grapevine produce figs? No. And you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. Come on, somebody say, help me Jesus up in here. Help me Jesus up in here. It's getting hot in church this morning. Man, James lists and he talks about, in the middle of all kinds of great stuff, we've, you know, last week about hearing the word and doing the word. We've got to act on the word. He talked about, you know, uh, temptations and tests and trials. And and he's telling us some great stuff. and And then he breaks it down right in the middle of this book. And he starts talking about, our tongue and our mouth and what we say and and stuff that should happen that isn't happen or could happen that's not happening. and so from this, passage that's, you know, whatever, 10, 12, 11 verses. Let's make several things just review. They'll be on the screen behind me. Let's just get some high points about what he said and talk about them for a minute. Then we're going to look at something that Jesus said that's probably the root of the tongue. Then we're actually going to look at something Paul said. We're actually going to look at something Peter said. So can I just tell you something? We're going to look at something that Solomon wrote in the book of Proverbs. We're going to be in a word all morning, everybody. But what I want you to see is that the Bible from cover to cover talks about we have to control control. our tongue. And we've got the ability to do it because when we realize that the tongue is actually a creative power and a creative force, that you can paint the picture of your life by the words you're speaking. You can hurt people. You can maim people. You you, you, you can thwart people. you You can really control people. And you can advance people. And you can restrict people. And even your own life, specifically by the words you're saying, by even self-talk to yourself. So, so let's look at a couple of key points that James brings out here on the screen behind me. He says that the tongue is like a bit we put in horse's mouth, number one. Uh, he says this small bit directs this large animal. Horses, we know, can get upward you know, to 1,500 pounds or so. so. So no matter what James is saying, no matter how big the situation, it can be turned if you'll turn your tongue. No matter how big, no matter how large, no matter how long it's been there, James says it can be turned if you'll learn to talk to your tongue and get your tongue tamed. Secondly, he says the tongue is like the rudder of a ship. A huge ship, he says, can be steered in any direction with a small rudder. Here's the key. Even if the wind is strong. So listen to me, we all come to things in our life that looks like it is so strong, it is so powerful, it is so big, it's whatever that thing is that just shocks you. For some it might be a health challenge, for some it might be a marriage challenge, for something, it might be an education challenge, for some it might be a financial challenge, and that wind is coming against you, and James says the, the, the huge ship can fight against that fierce wind By a small rudder. It makes no difference how big it is if you will get your tongue moving in the right direction that ship can come against every fierce wind. He says our our words just control and direct our entire life. Again, regardless of the opposition. If you'll get your words, you'll get your tongue lined up with God and His Word. And not be saying what you see, not be saying what you feel, not be saying what it looks like. If you'll say what God's Word says because you believe what God's Word says, then your life will be turned regardless of the opposition and the fierceness of whatever it is coming against your life. Thirdly, he says this, our tongue is a fire. Wow, our tongue is a fire. Uh, you, we know about fires in, in California. You know, years ago in Northern California, there was a fire that burned over 14,000 acres. One firefighter, uh, there was one fa- fa- fatality. I don't know if it was a firefighter or a person that was, you know, on the ground. But there were 1,350 uh, uh, firefighters set to fight this 14,000 acre fire, and it all started by a 15-year-old playing with matches. 14,000 acres burned. 1,350 firefighters sent to attack this fire because of that. 1858, the Chicago fire, it burned the entire city down. Maybe We don't think about it anymore, you know, 150 plus years ago, but it burned the entire city down. It started by a cow kicking over a gas lantern. Kicked it over, and that oil went, and it started. From that simple little accident, it burned Chicago down. James says this is exactly what your and my tongue is it is a fire getting ready to cause havoc fourthly he said that the animals can be tamed but not the tongue so he says you know man the back here it's interesting A couple thousand years ago you think sea worlds got tamed animals evidently they had animals that they tamed a couple thousand plus years ago we know lions, and we know, you know, even out, again, sea World. these big, huge fish, orcas can be tamed. He says, all these animals can be tamed. Your tongue can't be completely tamed, but you need to have it on a leash. Come on, somebody. He says, number five, that our tongue is a restless evil. Let me give you some different translations. Our tongue is restless, full of evil and poison. One translation says, it is undisciplined. Another translation says, it is uncontrollable. Now that shouldn't let you off the hook say, well, there you go. My tongue's just undisciplined. My tongue's uncontrolled. See, that's what the word says. No, 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 don't stop there. If you want fire in your life, if you want continually burn in your life, if you want continual chaos in your life, go ahead and just stay there. But if you want your life to change, you want your words to have impact and to help and lead people and encourage people, then come on, let's keep let's let's keep staying plugged into the word this morning. So he says this, number six, he says, our tongue is not is only to produce. Fresh water, not bitter water. He, he says, hey, the, the stream you, the, the, that's producing water, if it's bitter, it's always bitter. If it's fresh, it's always fresh. It's not fresh and then bitter. And so he says, Our life is not supposed to be back and forth. Our, our tongue is supposed to be speaking, our mouth is supposed to be speaking words of encouragement and edification. And we'll talk about that in a moment. And lastly, he says this that our tongue is like a tree. It's only supposed to produce one kind of fruit. Not not figs and thorns, right? One kind of fruit. And, And so we really have to ask ourselves some real serious questions, you know, from the Word of God. What are we doing with our mouth? What are we doing with our tongue? What are we doing? What are we speaking? What are we, what's coming out of our mouth? I think, you know, I said this years ago back in the day when we would have Walkmans. Come on, you better remember a Walkman, you know, and you had that big thing hanging out. You know, I, I, w- I would wonder if you had like a recorder or anything around and you were, and you had something that would record you just like a Walkman and you could listen to you and what you say all day long. I, I think it'd be pretty, pretty interesting for all of us. Are, are we releasing words of faith and hope and belief and peace, or is there fear and disappointment and, all, and it's never going to happen? I'm always going to be this way, and, and I don't know. And all the stuff that we, we're fresh water and bitter water. We're we're one kind of fruit and another kind of fruit, and we're wondering how come I'm not really seeing God and His power and the fullness of His word working in my life like I need to. Let, let, let's jump right here and let's just camp right here. Because it's not something out there because James says the huge horse can be turned James says the huge ship with a small rudder against a fierce wind can be turned It can come against that if I and you will learn to speak the word of God and control our tongue Amen Tons of scriptures from the book of Proverbs. Come on. Look at them on the screen. Maybe write them down Proverbs 10 19 This is from solomon sin is unavoidable when there is much talk but whoever seals his lips is wise the person who talks a lot sins a lot the person who's quiet seems like they're pretty smart and full of wisdom so the writer of proverbs says if you'll just quit talking you'll quit sinning proverbs 12:18. The words of the reckless, notice that pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing, brings healing, reckless words, crazy words. Teachers have spoken maybe to you. Friends have spoken. Loved ones have spoken and and they're reckless and they, they pierce you. You're always going to be this way. You, you look this way. Or the bullying now that we hear about in school. Bullying meaning not coming up, you know, puffing up on somebody, but bullying with words. The reckless words. And they, they, they pierce like a sword. Uh, but but the, the, the tongue of the wise brings healing. So, so let me encourage all of, all of us adults in the room, which everybody in the room is, young adult or a little bit older adult, is that why don't you just make up your mind to with your kids and your grandkids and your workers that you work with and all the people in your life that you come to just, just, just for, the, for this week. Think about this. When I come into a situation, I want to speak and release just a word of blessing to somebody's life, not some reckless word. Proverbs 13. He who guards his mouth keeps his life. My Lord, look at this. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. Man, ruin. You ruin your own life by words you say, by words I say. Proverbs 15. As a tree gives fruit, healing words give us life. But evil words crush the spirit. Healing words give life proverbs 16:23, a wise person's heart controls his speech and what he says helps others learn pleasant words are like honey from a honeycomb sweet to the spirit and healthy to the body notice that verse 23 a wise person's words heart they're going to control your speech your words from your heart control your speech. Proverbs 18:21, Message Bible. Words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit you choose. You choose. Man, this is serious. We know that, you know, there's still people that you talk to, and people that now are you know th- see you know counselors and in therapy even now and they'll come back to and they'll talk about well what happened well you know this person said this over my life for my whole life and I heard this and so I've been fighting this that's the root that's the root of this addictive behavior or whatever and so we see we see it now in our generation like never like never before so words kill and words give life poison or fruit you choose. And not about you, but I want to choose and make sure that the words that I'm speaking are going to release a blessing in someone's life. And I'm, I'm not talking about not kidding and having fun. You know that, but you know when you cross the line. And you know when somebody that you're talking to is in a very vulnerable position and in a situation that they're not ready for all that. And so you've got to be very, very careful with your words. The proverb, the writer tells us that. In the same scripture proverbs 18 21 that we just read from the message bible It's what we know from the king james or whatever death and life are in the power of the tongue That's what it says and those who love it will eat its fruit death and life Most people on oh, that that you y'all are crazy people, you know you're, you're talking about you know looking at something and say die and it's going to die. It's not saying it's going to die overnight But but you can actually release Spiritual death in a situation or a person's life and it affect them for the rest of their life So he says, You got to be careful, James tells us, the writer of Proverbs tells us, with what you say. Because even in creation, God gave man the ability to speak life. And that is in your hand today. And it is not something to be tampered with. So James, the brother of the Lord, is warning us right now. Last proverb, Proverb 21. Whoever guards his heart, or guards, excuse me, his mouth, whoever guards his mouth, keeps his tongue and his soul from trouble, right? You, you, you guard your mouth. You, you, you're, you're taking uh, taking you know control of your tongue. You're going to guard your soul from trouble. You can actually de-trouble your life by speaking the right words, or you can enter into trouble by speaking the wrong words. So, so you know, uh, as we talk about the tongue, we kind of, okay, you know, it's not just that my tongue and your tongue is this organ in our body, in our mouth, and it's just kind of talking at random, that all of a sudden, you know, I have no control over it, or it's just on the loose, James says it's a fire, James says it's full of poison, James says it's set on fire by hell, wow, okay, but but what, what is the root of that? Where, it's not just something that's doing something by itself, where it's out of control, even the tongue that's out of control, the, the root of that is something other than the tongue. Jesus says, let me talk to you about the root of your tongue because it is connected deeper down than just your tongue in your mouth. Notice what Jesus says in Matthew 12 verse 33. He says, either make the tree good and its fruit good or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad for a tree is known by its fruit. Brood of vipers, he says, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance, out of the abundance of the what? The what? The mouth speaks. Come on. Out of the, read it with me. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Come on, one more time. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Your mouth is speaking. Your tongue is speaking not just from your mouth. Your tongue is speaking from the root that goes deeper than your mouth, which is your The center of your being. The center of your being. So Jesus then tells us how we're going to change that. How are we going to address that? How's that going to change? Notice what He says in verse 35. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, brings forth evil things. Jesus says the only way that we're going to get to the root is we've got to get to your heart. So the the, the continuum in our life is to constantly... As we read the word, as we think about the word, as we pray the word, as we get the word of God working in us and it's taking root in our heart. Again, Jesus said the word of God is seed. So we take the seed of the word of God. We put it in the soil of our heart. We let it stay and we let we think about it and we start changing and renewing our minds to what the word of God says. Who we are, who our family is, who our friends, who the the purpose of God in our life, who, who, how I fit in the world, and making sure that when I speak, I'm speaking from the heart I'm speaking from the word that's taking root in my heart that's going to come up jesus said and bear fruit that I'm not going to speak by my head I'm not going to speak by what I feel I'm not going to speak by my past I'm not going to speak out of my emotion I'm not going to speak out of anger I'm not going to speak out of frustration I'm not going to speak out of worry I'm going to speak from my heart and when you do that, he says, things are gonna change. You're gonna be able to release, you're gonna be able to release the power of God, of the very life of God, the Spirit of God in situations in your home, in your workplace, with the relationships all around you. So he says, notice he says that again: either make the tree good or make the tree bad. So he says, guys, you are in control of this. This is something you can do. Now, James says nobody can control the tongue, and rightfully so. We're all imperfect. We're not full-grown. We're not completely spiritual. None of us. But this is something that we need to say, I need to get a handle on this, and I need to constantly put my thumb on this in my life, that I am releasing the Word of God, spending time in the Word of God, so that I can release Peace to somebody, spending time with, in the Word of God, that when something happens with my kids, I'm not full of worry and I'm not saying, uh, you know, something, and you're saying something crazy and you're just releasing that darkness over their life. That you spend time in the Word of God and you hide, hide the Word of God in your heart, that when something comes up against you, it's not like, what am I gonna do? I mean, you freak out and you just lose it and your tongue goes crazy. It's a deadly poison. It just, you're not steering the ship. You're not steering the horse. The horse is steering you. And he says, if you want your life to change, he says, the first thing we've got to do isn't just your tongue. Isn't just your tongue. We've got to start taking and putting the word of God, word of God in your heart. You've got to spend time in the word of God. It's not just saying something. It's now I believe the power of the Word of God because I see what you want to do in my life and through my life. And so I'm going to arrange my life around your Word. I believe your Word. I'm not going to sin in my heart against you, but I'm going to have that meditation in my life and be able then to speak with authority over situations and i'm going to control my life and i'm going to speak as a dad in my family or mom in your family whatever it is in, in my in my area of influence and i'm going to release blessing and i'm not going to release cursing like james says i don't want i might i don't want my life kind of kids get up in the morning or families and go is it going to be happy mom today or crazy mom today is it going to be angry dad today? Is there going to be happy dad today? That, 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 that we just control ourselves, again, because we're hiding the word of God in our life. Anybody got a friend or a neighbor? And if they're close to you, don't just look straight ahead. That, 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 that you got to walk on eggshells around them by what you say, because you don't know if you even speak, you speak something, they're going to take offense to it. And, and we are living in a very offensive society. And so I want to encourage you, no matter what happens to you, you know, like somebody said this, what sticks and stones may break my bones, but come on, come on. Words can never, hurt. how many know that's not quite true? <laughs> words can hurt you, but you have the ability to control yourself. And I've got the ability when someone says something to me, say, not ain't me, not that ain't me." Nah, that ain't me. Not going to happen in my life. Might happen in your life. Not happen in my life. Because you can have Jesus. Come on, the scripture says you can have what you say. Come on, everybody. That's the Bible right there. You can have what you say. You can have peace in your life, even when it doesn't look like it right now. And in the middle, in the middle of a, just a chaos, in the middle of a hurricane, your life can be centered on because you've got peace in your heart and you can declare peace around your life and you're going to start walking in it and you're going to start controlling your life like this great ship, like what James says. Come on, somebody say praise the Lord. Come on, everybody. Man, man, man! Come on, I want to look at the scripture from Psalm chapter uh, 141, verse three. Let's read this out loud. Come on, this would be good for all of us. Come on, how about how about just do this all week? Come on, one, two, three. Read. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Come on, how many know that'd be just good news this week? Lord, set a guard over my mouth. Come on, like come on, come on. We 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 got a guy with an Uzi right outside your mouth right now, walking back and forth. Just just set a guard. No, I'm not gonna say that. No, I'm not gonna say that. No, don't say that No, don't say just just set set, keep a watch over the door Come on the door of my lips don't let anything come out of my mouth That's gonna hurt gonna tear down gonna destroy gonna gonna maim somebody gonna cause something to go sideways in someone's life And father put a watch over my lips that I'm not even tearing myself down Come on everybody Speak blessing over your own life. Come on, get up in the morning look yourself in the mirror and go, you look amazing today. You're getting ready to go change the world today. Come on, get some self-talk. Come on, just talk to yourself positively. Come on, I'm, I'm not just talking about positive self-talk, but I'm just saying have a life built around the Word of God that you know who you are and you believe it and you're able to, again, have that in your heart and releasing it to others. But again, uh, having it in yourself and to the Lord. Uh, we, we know Psalm, Psalm 91, but I, but I love it. I think, I, I, I think that we kind of miss some of Psalm 91. Even it's a great Psalm. Check it out what it says in verse two. It says this, I will say, the Psalmist says this, I will say of the Lord. Listen to me. I will say of the Lord. I will say of the Lord. I will. Where did he get this? From his heart. From his heart because he'd been hanging out, David had been hanging out with God, been hanging out with the Father. He'd been good to him. And so David just starts writing this thing, guys, writing this psalm, this this melody, and he just says, I'm going to say of the Lord, he's my refuge, he's my fortress, my God, in him I'm going to trust. How about you say that? How about you get your tongue to say that? How about you get your heart to believe that? You're my refuge. You're my fortress. You're my deliverer. You're my healer. You're my savior. You're my righteousness. You're my provider. You're the captain, the host of the armies of heaven. You're always for me. Come on, you're, 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 taking, you're taking care of my battles for me, Lord. I will say of the Lord. Huh? You can actually coach yourself into victory by believing in your heart and speaking with your mouth. Again, we know the only way you get saved, the only way a person gets born again is to do what Romans 10, 9, and 10 says. Believe in your heart and do what? Confess with your mouth. So come on, fess up, everybody. Fess up. Say what God says. Believe what God says. Steer your life, your life. Listen, don't read the word of God and say it's never going to happen to me. Never going to happen to me. This is the way it's always been. This is the it's always been. You can coach yourself to victory by believing and speaking, James says. Believing the Word and speaking. And you can tame every demonic opposition that comes against your life. That's what he says. That's what he says. Your tongue can't be completely tamed, but I can tame anything that comes against me. I can take that captive and make it obey. Make it obey by believing the word of god fear you will not dominate me why because i'm going to believe this and i'm going to say this god has not given me a spirit of fear but power love and a sound mind i believe it i'm speaking it every time something comes you can coach yourself into living a life of victory come on somebody say amen James says this, and let's go back to something he says in chapter 1, verse 26. Again, different translation. He says, if someone believes they have a relationship with God but fails to guard his words, then his heart is drifting away, and his religion is shallow and empty. Man, James James, is coming up, rolling up his sleeves and hitting us in the mouth, right? Come on, he just says, man, you, you, you say you got a relationship with God, man, and, 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 and your words are all jacked up man you 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 just don't put a guard over your mouth you don't put you don't put a watchman over your over your lips he says you're, you're drifting away look at you're drifting away. Can I tell you something? You can always tell where somebody is going by listening to what they're saying. Listen to your own words it's going to pinpoint where you're at and listen to other people's words. He says you'll have shallow religion it'll just wind up being Being empty. Let's look a couple more scriptures here before we pray. I told you we're gonna look at Peter, I told you we're gonna look at look at Paul. Look what Peter says here in 1 Peter chapter 3. Don't repay. Come on, let's read this out loud, everybody. Come on. I like it to hear you read. Come on, one, two, three, read. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you instead pay them back with a blessing that is what god has called you to do and he will grant you his blessing next verse is there a next verse is that it all right here we go keep reading for the scripture says if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies how anybody beside me want to have a good long life happy life come on somebody well, if you want to live a good, long, happy life, get you a good, sweet woman. Get you a great man. Okay, all right. Live long, happy life. Make sure you work out every day and eat kale chips. Okay. Uh, if you want to live long, happy life? Come on, make sure. Uh, whatever. No, look what he says. Look what he says. Look, keep your tongue. Come on, read that last part. Keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Hey, writing... To church folk keep your tongue from speaking evil and telling lies and gossip and crazy stuff amy put back up there verse 9 check this out i i love this part i just love god because anytime you cooperate with god god's getting ready to pull back a curtain and, come on like somebody said he's gonna back up the truck Come on, somebody! Come on! You know, back in the day, you know, you know, when when, uh, when you knew some blessing was going to come to your house in a big way, the UPS man and you hear him come like in the neighborhood, like where in, the, in our, our, the way our neighborhood was, if they were going to come in the house, they would they would back they they would back the truck up, and you'd hear that beep 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 beep. Come on! When you heard the beep beep beep, you went, dear Lord, blessing is getting ready to come to the house. Back the truck up, baby. Just back the truck up. Come on, look what he says here. Don't repay evil for evil. How many know that's going to take all your time? Don't retaliate when, insults, when somebody insults you. Instead, check it out pay them back with a blessing. He's talking about the blessing with your mouth. Check it out now. This is what God has called you to do. Check it. Look at this now. And he will grant you. He will grant you His blessing. Man, I wish God would just give me some more blessing. And maybe God's saying, I wish you'd speak some more blessing to some crazy people. Anybody, don't raise your hand because I might be next to you. Anybody, you got some crazy people around you and, and, and the crazy people around you, when you get to the other people who aren't so crazy as that person, because everybody's crazy a little bit, but, you, but that's like super crazy person. And so the, the, the non-super crazy people get together and they talk about the cray-cray person. And what God's saying is when you get with the non-crazy, crazy people, how about you just re- release a blessing? And say, you know, man, I don't know what's going on in their life. I don't know what they're dealing with. But let's just let's just believe God. Let's just I, I, I believe they got a good heart. I believe they but something must be going on. You know, it's amazing when you sit down with people, when something's going crazy in their life and you just sit down and get a chance over a coffee or whatever and you talk to them, there's a reason for the crazy. In my life, I'm telling you, I'm trying to into this non-judgment zone. That's my deal. I've told you that for years. Just, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to believe the best. I'm going to release a blessing over your life. Because this scripture says, pull it back up there. Verse 9. Pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do. And then God will grant you His blessing. Seems like heaven shut up. Seems like I'm not Seems like there's not any supernatural blessing happen in my life. Maybe God's waiting for you to release blessing to other people. How about this week start it? One last verse. Ephesians four. Don't let any unwholesome, corrupt, worthless talk come out of your mouth, but only what's helpful for building others up according to their needs. According to their needs. This is challenging for me that it may benefit those who listen. So, so, so I got to know what you need and I got to fashion my speech and my heart around what's going to bless you and speak that over your life. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let's kind of just wrap all this up today. Let me give you four thoughts. Again, kind of button all this up today. Put a bow on it. couple things in just closing. Is... The Holy Spirit is grieved when we use our mouths in a wrong way. I, I could tell, I, I know it, and you'll know it too. All of a sudden, it's like you've said something, and right here in your heart, you just feel that press. And it was just like the Holy Spirit going, You just stepped across the line. You just feel it. You just went, mm, Wow. Red light. <laughs> Ain't no caution. Red light. Come on. Train crossing. Guardrail thing came down. Stop. You just messed up. That by our words, we can actually grieve the Holy Spirit. He's not leaving. He's just grieved because we've used our mouth in a wrong way. The thing we found out all morning, secondly, is just remember that your mouth is dangerous. It's dangerous like a fire. It can't be tamed. So i gotta I've got to beware. I've got wildfire in my mouth. I've got potential to burn things down in my mouth. I've got potential to destroy people right here in my mouth, and so I've got to, I, I've got to guard that. I, 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 I'm 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 tell me where I'm at. I'm trying to be more really quick to hear. Come on, somebody slow to speak, quick to hear. Kimberly and I, you know, how many know this? This needs to happen at home first. Come on, work it at the house. After you know, 30, 35 years in marriage. I'm finally getting it. I'm a slow learner. Come on, I'm a slow learner. But finally, like, okay, I want to say something right here. Mm. Come, mm. Lock it down. Put a guard, oh Lord. Come on, I don't need an Uzi. I need a missile. Come on, put a missile over my mouth. Remember, it's, it's, it's a fire. And how many know when that fire gets going, sometimes just a bucket of little water won't put it out? You need to call a fireman. Come on, somebody. Help me, Jesus. So uh, thirdly, what we've read this morning is really start changing. Start changing what you think in your heart. Get to the root. Jesus says it's the root. It's what you're putting in your heart. So get the Word of God working in your heart and in your life. is what Jesus is telling us. So that from that treasure, you can speak and release the blessing and release words of power that are going to help somebody help it even steer your own life. And then lastly, just confess to God and confess to other people when you mess up. You're going to mess up. And so, you know, I, I, I don't know how, how you know, in, in macho society or whatever, and guys, eh, I'm not going to say, forgive me, I'm not coming back to my wife, you know, deal with it, or, or other people, other relationships, you know, just get over it, you're too sensitive. Well, no, no, you were wrong. You were wrong. You said hurtful, harmful things. You said things that are are going to try to destroy. You said crazy stuff. And you know, and I hate to say it, but church people are church people. Church people are just people. James is writing to church people. And he says, church people can use their mouth in a crazy way. Even in the home, people that you said I do to. And now you're saying crazy stuff. So we've got to... We've got to be people that confess to one another, right? Confess to one another. Forgive me. I shouldn't have said that. Forgive me. And then confess to God. Make it right with Him and make it right with others. Come on. Me and my big mouth. Can't be tamed, but it can be controlled. Can't be perfectly, because I'm not a perfect man. Neither are you. But James says, you've got to keep your life. You've got to keep your hand on this. Because if you don't, it'll run away. It'll be a 14,000 acre fire. And you burn people down and your kids down and your grandkids and your friends. And and pretty soon there's nothing but ashes in your life. And I don't know, you don't want that and God doesn't want that. So let's get a handle, James says, on our tongue. Can you say amen? Come on, bow your head, close your eyes. Would you do that? Father, we just thank you today. Such a such a, a practical word from this this half-brother of you, Jesus. And so we're asking you today to help us. Help us. Every person's in a different place, and maybe this is the first time that they're hearing a message like this, or seasoned uh, Christians and and senior saints that have been with you for years and heard this word. But Father, we're just stirred up again because we're never going to get away from it. It's something that we constantly have to keep a handle on. And so we're asking you today that by the power of your Holy Spirit. You'd help us put a guard over our mouth, over our tongue. Put a watchman over our lips, oh God. We want to receive the blessing <laughs> from You, so we want to release the blessing over other people's lives and speak. Not insult for insult, not tearing them down, but building them up. So, Father, I pray, even the home, help us speak words and release words of blessing in the home. Then help us take it to the workplace and help us take it to our friends and the places that we're, we're with. In every single situation, help us release and find the good in others and not gossip and backbite and tear down and destroy with our words. We want to inherit the blessing. We want want your blessing. So we want to release blessing to other people. We pray that right there where your head's bowed, your eyes closed come on, no one looking around. Just give everyone the right to privacy for the next couple seconds. So glad that you're here today. The question we ask every week at church and whether you're new or you've been with us a couple times before is, do you know Jesus? What we're talking about today, you can't do this in in and of yourself. You you could try and it would be self, uh, you know, self-work. There's there's definitely a part of this that you have to work in your life. It's not going to happen magically. Nothing will. But the power of it God says is going to come from a different source, not natural power, but really supernatural power.